Good morning and welcome to Sport and Life with Sam Kakovich and Leon Wigard. <laughs> Sam, did you back the winner? Oh, no, you wouldn't if your great mate came second with incentivised. Uh, Peter Moody, yes, we, yeah, we did come second. I backed it about a month ago, as you know. And Peter's being a very good friend of ours. Uh, I, I didn't ring him directly after the race for obvious reasons. And I didn't ring him the following day, but I spoke to him at length this morning. And he was in cock-a-hoop. He was, uh, matter of fact, he thought he had every chance. I thought he was probably poorly ridden. But he said, no, the sectionals were right and... Uh, you know, the wind factor was a little bit of an issue, but uh, the winner was just too good, got a perfect run. Oh, it's, uh, and, and it's not a bad mare. Oh, very elegant. He said it just outstanding. Maybe the mare, the best horse, uh, the best mare in the history of the game. Who's to know? Who knows? But uh, we don't normally talk about the equine factor. Uh, you and I, Leon, we more uh, focus on the fiscal issues of uh, sport, the bottom line. And did you get out? Uh, you're breaking up. <laughs> it, it was Scheisenhausen, the bottom line, uh, Leon. I try to get out. Uh, what does it mean when someone tells you you had a bet in the last race in Perth at oh. nine o'clock? Does that, uh, do you I, think that uh, inspires you to think that one worse than that is the last race in Mauritius? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you're really going bad well, if you get in Mauritius. I think I was a tad out of credit a bit over there at the minute. <laughs> uh, Jerry Ryan had a winner. Jerry did. Jerry did have a winner, uh, and he, in actual fact, he stayed in the uh, Melbourne Cup Grand Promenade, ran a very good race. Yes, and wide Three all wide the all the way. Yeah, yeah. Still battled on for sixth, and guess what? You know, it is just unbelievable. You know the prize money for running sixth was? 165? 160,000, correct weight. And, of course, uh, his other winner in race six, which was uh, Rob Gaylord after, after Rob Gaylord. Uh, he, uh, he won the race. And promptly, directly after, was offered a million dollars from Hong Kong. Was that confidential? Uh, well, I, it, it was. was it isn't now, now but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do believe he told me, to, told me in confidence, but you know what it's like. <laughs> What's a million dollars that Jerry's got in his ashtray? But he said, no, I couldn't possibly sell it uh, under Anne, who's got 5%, you know, because you know what how benevolent and altruistic he is. He said, 5% I've given to Anne. I couldn't possibly sell it underneath. I said, for a billion dollars? I said, give her 50,000. She'd be delighted. No, he said, what am I going to do with the extra money? Buy you and Leon, you know, better wine to yeah. enjoy and my mates. Hey, uh, now to Anne Gaylord, is it? Because I fouled myself up there because every time I saw her, I used to call her Joe after Joe Pearson because they're, yeah. they're, they're similar. Or I thought they looked similar. So I used to, as a joke, call her Joe. And now, of course, I, I call her Joe so often no. I forget her real name. Well, I've noticed two things about you, Leon, the trends. <laughs> Certain patterns have been evolving in you, as I've noticed the last few. Ever since you've been drinking that better quality of wine, that Pinot, you know, you do get a tad addled in terms of names and features on people. I've noticed... <laughs> Bad for you. It is bad for you. In bulk. In bulk. All right. Uh, this is going nowhere at the moment. And, uh, it, people must be wondering why we even do this. Well, but <laughs> it's, it's the derby. Uh, no, it's the girls today, the Oaks. The Oaks, yeah. The big, the big day, the girls. But unfortunately, as you know, there were limited, uh, limited number of people. I think it's about 5,000, 10,000. So the one good thing is they won't get too shickered. Uh, I, I love Oaks. Though. Not the actual meeting. I love it about 5 o'clock. When the uh, when the when the Phillies start going home, you know they arrive there with their you know fashioners and their uh, you know uh, Armanis and the Chanels and when they go home, fair dinkum. Yep. 
you can bottle them up in the back of a ute, some of them. The heels come off. The heels come off. They're around their neck. You think they're going to footy training. They've got half their attires missing. And uh, it is a must view, honestly. Just shows you the, uh, the variables of uh, the human race. Our guest today on Sport and Life is, um, well, referred to as the fastest bowler of all time. Uh, not not easy referred to. That is the general consensus from all facets of the of the, uh, of the sporting world. You ask anyone, the media, the, uh, the opposition, the uh, teammates, everyone is unanimous in suggesting that it's the case. Somebody signed here 180 miles per hour. 180. Oh, no, kilometre. Uh, they die miles, do they? Oh, let's ask the bloke himself. Jeff Thompson, good morning to you. Leon, Sam, how are you, boys? <laughs> yeah, good, Tommy. Hey, Tommy, what was that? <laughs> they they oh. measure you guys in bloody miles or Ks? No Ks, mate. I'm, I'm not that quick. Yeah, well, that's right. I was going to uh, yeah. uh, Marshy, Marshy reckoned it was in the 170s or something like that to be, you reckon? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, think I, it, well I think I honestly think it was things I've done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Tommy, I think the best... The best explanation I've got, Leon, I don't know what you think, but, you know, in terms of, you know, there's vari- variations. Some say, listen to Lenny Pascoe, he's faster than the speed of light. You listen to someone like Dennis Amos or Borgett, said it was about 165, 170. But I reckon Kim Hughes has got the best statement. They asked Kim Hughes once, what would be the best way to face Tomo? He said from the other end. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that sums up as good as you can, eh? Let's just say it's not, mighty quick. It's not, a bad, it's not a bad idea, especially when you're playing the West Indies as well, but probably as you get up the other end, there was another one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. Let's go back to the very start with you, Tom. Eh? Um, you, you had the slinging action. Was that a natural thing for you, or did someone oh, yeah. teach you about that? No, 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 no. My old man bowled like that, so it was just hereditary, mate. I, I've got three boys. I didn't show them anything, and they all bowled like me. So, yeah. So it's just a thing that was there, luckily for me. And and still in your young days, you were a soccer player. Uh, you were a bit wild for the soccer blokes, so you took on the so- uh, took on the cricket. Um, yeah, yeah, I gave away the football. I loved the football, and uh, I played a bit of rugby as well, rugby league. But I and I woke up very quickly that that was a mug to game unless you're getting a million dollars. So, uh, um, yeah, no, I loved, I loved the football. But it's, it's funny, you know, you just get to about 17 or 18, and I just went, it's like hitting a switch. I went, ah, oh, no, I've had enough of this. I'll stick with cricket. You don't have to do too much when you play cricket. They sit around, batsmen do bugger rule and all that, and, uh, and uh, you know, they don't train too hard. Tom, I, I guess we're about the same age, so we grew up in a similar era. But in our day, you could always, you know, you could play your, your basketball, play your footy, you know, play soccer or whatever else you wanted to do, and you could still yeah. keep your cricket. You know, it wasn't that uh, professional. But I guess no, you no, wouldn't no, want to be involved could, these you days. Could, you could have a go at a couple of things, Sam, couldn't you? you know, yeah. That's why I say uh, I was lucky enough that you could do that and you just make a choice. That's what I always say to kids these days. Don't cut anything short. You know, but they get grabbed at a young age from football, from rugby, from AFL. You know, they grab them when they're bloody 12, 10, 12 year old and sign them up. You know, throw money at them. Uh, whereas, whereas nowadays you just gave everything a run because you just had fun. Tom, you know, it is one of the truly great careers. It really is. I'm going to say, 
I think you played about 50 odd tests, took 200 wickets at a phenomenal average. You played 51 day games. But uh, that Lily Thompson duo, you know, will go down in history as probably the, the greatest speed attack in the, uh, in the, in the game of cricket. Uh, was, it, was it always your intent to bowl fast, or did you have a degree of strategy pinning upon the pitch? Whereas Dennis adjusted. Dennis, you know, swung the ball late both ways. You were just fierce, awesome speed. Was that always your uh, strategy? Oh, I love I love bowling quick, Sam. I love doing things quick. I love scaring shit out of people. I love trying to be the best. I mean, when Lily come on the scene before me, um, you know, he was getting all the accolades. And again, you know what it's like. You, it you piss you off. And you, and you go, hang on, who's this bloke? I'll yeah. knock him off as well. Yeah, and that, that was my attitude, you know, until I met him, you know, and then it didn't make any difference. It was always a competition anyway. We're great mates. I rang Fox the other day, rang him, see how he's going and all that. And uh, it was just that rivalry, mate, that made it good. You know, we were we were always great mates, but you're always trying to do better. You know. You made the reference to you know you always wanted to kill somebody, but you made that pretty well known, <laughs> yeah. particularly the Poms. You, you had not, you didn't spare much time for the Poms. You uh, you genuinely wanted to uh, kill them. And one oh, break well, in was, yes. was, I don't know if you probably don't watch, but I, I just happened to watch that 2020 stuff that's on at the moment, the World Cup. And bugger me. I mean, have you heard those pommy commentators? Yeah. They're winning a few games, and they're friggin' unbearable. Oh, you know, it was fantastic. And even that dickhead Shane Watson is, is kissing their ass as well. Yeah. He's sitting there like a dick. So, oh, he's unbelievable. Instead of having a go at him. But, I'm just thinking... Uh, but, Tomo, you're overlooking one thing, Tomo. They're paid a stack of dough these days, so they're patronising. You know, uh, you might be a rare, you know, a rare diamond regardless of the money you got. You still call it as you see it. But these guys just bend over now for a quid. The Indians uh, got them exactly, by the curlies. You know, it bloody annoys me. You know, they've got to... I used to sit there and the producer, you know what it's like. If you do commentary, you get some idiot producer online saying... Oh, you've got to ramp this up and all that. And I'd hit the lazy button, which cuts the public out. And I'd go, and you're joking. What are we doing watching this shit? We should be all down the pub. None of these pricks can play. <laughs> get, the, get the fishing rods <laughs> out. <laughs> and, he, and he wants me to bullshit about I'm not a bullshitter. You know, I said, mate, I'm not going to ramp this up. I said, they're bloody hopeless. And that's how I'm going to call it. You know? Although yeah. one time you did stay overstep the mark, don't you think? What about, oh, Col- yeah. What yeah, about Colin Cowdery when he came out the back? Remember Colin Cowdery when he came out? I think they called to arms. I think he got an SOS. He was about 50, wasn't he? 42 or something. Uh, 107. 42, yeah, yeah. 42. I mean, the, guy, the guy could play. I mean, uh, he was a good player, Sam, you know. He, he wasn't shirking the issue. He'd come out, he tried his best, but 42, 42 against a guy that's 24 is a bit of an ask. Yeah, but when know? he came out the bat, you know, after you've steamrolled a couple, you came yeah. out the bat and he sh- you had a chat with you, shook your hand or said he wanted to meet you or something. Yeah, he did. He came up the other end. First time I met him, he, he, he got off this uh, jumbo jet from uh, bloody England and goes straight out in the wacker to play Lily and myself on the quickest pitch in the world. And all that. he walked straight up to me and says, oh, Jeff Thompson, I'll be dying to meet you. I said, you probably will die in a sec, so piss off. Right? <laughs> True story. <laughs> uh, how, how about Dilip Mendes? He, um, 
apparently he had a bloke, you, you hit him so hard so often that one of his well, mates he, was a lawyer. Yeah, well, he I got to see it. Didn't he? Somebody he said, did die. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the guys I hit. Died of bruising. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, again, it was nothing against the guys. It's just that if you bowl quick, really quick, and they get in the way, there's a trouble, you know what I mean? That's how yeah. it worked out. Two yeah. of the other classics I, 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 I lead to, uh, I'm led to believe is uh, David Lloyd. I think you uh, split his box once, didn't you not? He was, oh, yeah, yeah, that was in Perth too, that same thing yeah. where Cowdery was. Yeah, he yeah. was cringing, he was on his knees. Oh, and in yeah, those days yeah. he had somebody a... Somebody said, uh, what did you do for him? Well, I'm looking at all the pommy by the orchestras and something like that. And I mean, they don't even wash, you know. And he always said, you know, it looked like a, a soap holder. And I said, how would you know what a soap holder looked like? Pommy. But the, and then he said, he said, didn't he say, we never had, we never had jock straps in England at the time. I had to wear a pair of Speedos. <laughs> Speedos, they never used to swim, did they? In those days, they're not bad at swimming now. But, yeah. uh, uh, well, how, about, oh, how about your days in New South Wales? Uh, short term as they were in cricket terms, uh, what was the move from New South Wales to Queensland all about? Oh, well, I just thought I wasn't getting a go, Leon, you know, which was probably right. I mean, I said to somebody and I said to them the other day, man, man I could have played for them when I was 16. Seriously. I mean, who was better than me down there? If you ask the guys around the batsman and that, and there's nobody. Lenny and I used to get in there first grade. He wasn't playing initial year with me there, but um, my first year in first grade, I got 50 odd wickets. They were all, they were all scared shit out of me. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, and uh, and they had pea shooters that were in there after these guys, and I thought, what the bloody hell are these guys doing? It? So it took me five years for them to pick me. So I was twenty-one when they picked. Yeah. So yeah, but it, you may not have fitted the mould from a protocol perspective, Tomo. What their view <laughs> were as the actual cricketer and their demeanour oh, and yeah. uh, off the field. Yes. Well, Sam, behavior. in those days. Those days, the guys used to wear suits and ties to training. You know, yeah. this is serious at the SCG. So Kerry O'Keefe, who never had a job, never had nothing, and all this shit, he'd turn up with a coat and tie on. Yeah. And, you know, and he's got the ass out of his pants. Yeah. And he'd get picked. He'd get picked because he had a long tongue like a giraffe. You know, yeah. and I, I didn't know that. You know, I wasn't going to come at that caper. God, you're yeah. a breath of fresh air. Keep going, for God's sake. Uh, Where's Australia? Oh, mate, this is what we need. <laughs> So you moved to uh, QLD as uh, Leon... Yeah, yeah well, Mr Chappell and Lou Cooper who ran the Cricketers Club, but you probably would have met Lou over yeah, the years, an yeah. absolute legend, and they rang me up and said, oh, well, you're not happy down there, you want to play for us? I said, shit, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was going up there fishing and surfing, and there, <laughs> here they are inviting me. I cut a lot of travel out. I could spend more time surfing, you know? Yeah. And as it turns, you like this, Sam. My first year I'm up at the Barrier Rest. I'm fishing. Uh, and Greg Chappell's been chasing me, apparently. This is my first. Oh, I haven't even played for him yet. No, this is pre season. He said, Where the hell are you? I said, I'm out in the reef fishing. You know, you come in, there's no mobile. So I came in and rang. I, you know, I don't know how he found out where I was. I was up there where Lee Larvin used to stay at Cairns. And uh, he said, he said, Ain't danger, you can come back to Brisbane. I said, what for? He said, the cricket started. I said, what are you playing? He said, great cricket. I said, I thought I was playing for Queensland. 
He said, well, you won't be if you don't booge you and they'd have got the shits with you. I said, you tell those dickheads, if I don't beat Victoria in the first game, I may as well give it away. <laughs> anyway, I bowled like Sam Kekovich in the first inning. I used to take me a little bit there. And the second dig, I'd be away and go. I'd get five or six wickets, win the match, and there you go. Away you go. Uh, now, in 72, you played your first um, test against Pakistan on the MCG. Did you have a broken bone in your foot? Yes, I did. I didn't know at the time. I didn't know at the time. I'm walking around here now, Leon, and uh, and my foot is killing me. I've got to get it carved up. It's really giving me shit. It's uh, I've had you know new knees put in there, titanium and this and that and everything else. But this foot, um, every time I went to go in with this COVID, they wouldn't let me in because I had a cold or something or other. You know, so here I am. And it's business end of the season. They've got all these shows to do, so I can't be running around with a moon boot on laid up for two months. It's already cost me enough. The, uh, the problem with a foot is, of course, as you know, there are more bones in your foot than the other part of your body, so uh, yeah. they, they really have a big problem operating with feet. Yeah, yeah, well, this bloke looked at it and he said it's one of the worst he's ever seen. He said, I'll do that. He said, but I'm not going near the other toe, but it's the toe in the middle, the one that's killing me. I think I'll just get out a knife and cut the bloody thing off, yeah. yeah. Well, I suspect you'd be one of the few that could do it too, Tomo. Tomo, uh, that oh. era that Leon uh, alluded to, 70, uh, 72 when you first started, that was arguably the, in the prime period of Australian cricket. You know, you talk about the chapels, the uh, the marshes, the lilies, it goes on and on. Uh, how'd you get on with Bradman? Oh, well, I, I did, but nobody really got to talk to him much, you know, because he'd come in the room, Sam, and he'd have two chapels, you know, two sets of eyes look at him with daggers. So the guy would just do a quick whip around and piss off because, you know, he knew the chapels hated him, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> so none of us got to talk to him unless you saw him somewhere else, you know what I mean? So he'd, uh, uh, very rarely did you get to say too many words to him, and uh, you know, but uh, I played golf with him. Uh, several times, uh, I did. Um, well, you bowled you bowl to him. At the time, you know, I actually played cricket with him in the backyard at Doc Beards, and yeah, he was, oh, was seventy one. Good he was. <laughs> he was seventy one at the time. Did you did you thunderbolt him or did you spin it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I looked. I looked at him and thought, I better not bowl quick to this old old bastard. I'll, I'll kill him. You know, this, this is the mentality of you. You know, anyway, he goes in the mess. He's got nothing but a bat. This is serious and a suit on. And he had two young blokes bowling pretty quick at him. I'm reckon 130 k's with nothing but a bat. He belted shit out of them for 20 <laughs> minutes. I just stopped. I just stopped and looked in and in amazement. It was unbelievable. It was, it was like you see the, the stuff on TV. He just didn't miss a ball, and he just belted shit out of these two blokes. He walked out of the nets, winked at me with a bat under his arm and pissed off as if to say, you think you were getting me out, i got news for you. <laughs> and he was a pretty good golfer, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he played off scratch, mate. He played at, uh, you know, there in Adelaide there. Um, what is it? Grange. The, from the old, the other one. Oh, uh, no, no. Um, gee, I should know. We were shipping with him. Uh no, the one down the road. Anyway, uh, a but very no. good player. Played any time he liked too. Ladies day or anything. Through he went. It's ironical, yeah. uh, Tomo, that uh, Chappelle, even by his own admission, you know, to this day, his one regret is, even he had an, an intense dislike of uh, Bradman for reasons best known to himself, 
but his one regret was that he didn't see him bat. Yeah, he would love yeah, to see him bat. It would have been great to see him bat. I mean, mm. that, that what I saw that day, Sam, was unbelievable. Mm. I'm telling you, now, I was, I was just, I, I put it down as one of the great things in my life. Yeah, that in the backyard. So I just said to myself, God, I could imagine this bloke playing. He must have been unbelievable. Come because, on, because his average is twice as good as everybody yeah. else. You see, I mean, Greg Chappell still to this day. And this is no bullshit, he's the best batsman I've seen. And Bradman, he, Greg's probably 55 average, and Bradman's 100. Yeah. And, you know, and I used to say to myself, how can you be twice as good as these other blokes? Because they're unbelievable, you know what I mean? You play against blokes in football and you see these guys and you think, how can somebody be twice as good? Tomo, uh, I've, asked, I've asked this question of a lot of the players of that era, of your era, and but they answered always with a, a touch of... Diplomacy. I reckon it was a great era for Australian cricket, but it's also represented one of the dark sides of Australian cricket. You know, the demise of Kim Hughes, I thought, was a terribly sad and bit of an indictment on Australian cricket. Now, it it was, it was. Uh, Hughes is a great mate of mine, and uh, he's a great mate of mine. Mate, yeah. he was one of the best bats we produced, best bats yeah. we produced, unbelievable. Player. So the question yeah. I want to ask you twofold, yeah, about that itself, but. Was it initiated, was there a click within the Australian side? I know the Chapels had, you know, Lilies, Tomos, Chapels, Marsh. They had that little click internally. They've sort of never really ever embraced Kim Hughes. They perceived him as the other side of the railway tracks, you know, upper class schoolboy tie, you know, gifted, privileged. But he never, they never really embraced him as a... and believed that he didn't earn the Australian captaincy. It made it very difficult for him. Would that be a fair comment? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was jealousy. Marshy and Nutty Billy thought they should have been captain before him, which was probably right. Kim Hughes was not a good captain, mate. He, he didn't have a clue. He's a mad gambler. He was, a, he was just a great bloke. You know, as a yeah. teammate, as a teammate, he's great to be around. The bats when he'd give you his all. Um, he, he was just one of those blokes, you know, and, and to make him captain was the most stupidest thing Cricket Australia ever did because they obviously didn't know him too well. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was as mad as a relax, you yeah, know, to make yeah. it <laughs> and, But Lily and, and Marl, she never looked after him. You know, you should look after mates and say, hey, Craig, I think you should do this or put him there. Nothing. They just let him hang himself, yeah. you know what I mean? They hung him out to dry. And I, always, I still say to him, I said, you <laughs> bastards never did a thing for Clag. <laughs> and, and they have a drink, we all get together and all that. And I say, yeah, remember when he when he needed you, what you did, you know, me, I don't know, I don't know back. And, <laughs> and, and I just love seeing the embarrassment on him. Uh, and a great, he was a great bloke, but uh, that, that was, uh, people say, oh, he's crying, you know. And I, mate, he, he meant so much to him, you know, playing for Australia. Sure you know, he, yeah. he just got burnt, he got trashed by Cricket Australia. Going back to one of your old mates, uh, Lenny Pascoe, you mentioned, you, yeah, yeah. Pl- you played with him under his original name, didn't you? Yeah, Detanovich. Yeah, yeah. Detanovich. You go. And what, one of, one what? of Sam's mums. <laughs> Somewhere over there. What was yeah, the, bad. What bad was, when you get him angry. What was the background between you and he? Sorry? Well, how did you get together with him? Oh, uh, we played against one another when we were young kids, you know, like in... Uh, uh, probably schoolboy cricket. Uh, uh, he played for North Bank Sound. I played for Condor Park. 
and we played one another down this uh, Devil Park where I used to play football. Anyway, Lenny, Lenny Bowles, I wondered who he was. You know, I didn't never seen him before. We're probably about eight year old, eight or nine, something like that, or ten. I, I can't remember. And he got five wickets for bugger all. So I came out and we <laughs> we bowled second and musket and I, I got about seven for shit and we won the match. But we did <laughs> we did recognise one another, you know. We thought, oh, shit, this kid can play. That's a good thing on that. And then we ran into one another all the time in opposition teams when we were kids, you know. And uh, um, and then Lenny's old man was. Um, uh, the president of Eugle Prague Soccer, remember Eugle? Yeah, Eugle, Sydney? Yeah. The, yeah, he's a mad soccer fan. And because I played uh, football, and then and then Lenny and I ended up going to the same high school together. He lived down the road, and I, I picked. I got a choice of high schools. This might amaze you, Sam, but I did uh, on my passes and that. <laughs> and I went to freaking Fudgeball Boys High School, and there's bloody Lenny Pasco there, and and we just joined forces there from there on in. Yeah, it must have been a character like. Uh, how, is Lenny still with us? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's had a few scares. Then oh. Lenny rings me. I don't know how many times a day with the most trivial shit going around. But he's just <laughs> yeah. a ni- the nicest bloke ever. He's yeah. uh, he, he, he's the only harm he causes is to himself. You know, he under undersells himself for what he does. You know, but uh, he means well. Yeah, that's that's yeah. He's got problem. a good heart, yeah. Lenny, no doubt. Now you followed um, going from New South Wales to Queensland. You followed the uh, the course set by Alan Border, I guess. No, he followed me. Oh, he followed you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Get it right. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, you came up a couple of years later. Ron McConnell, the car dealer, Southside Oil Auctions. He, uh, he persuaded AB and Kipper Whistles. He got him as well, I think, yeah. you know, when we were up there play for us, uh, the, the South African guy. Um, but AB, uh, Ronnie McConnell roped AB in, um, so he he sat there for Queensland, and uh, he brought Jane up with him, his uh, wife, and uh, she's she's from Sydney as well. It's unfair that they named the yeah. unfair they named the AB Border Field, and you got the top. You got he's the, got a ground down. Yeah, you got a ground, and you got the top. You got the top bar at the ground in Brisbane, mate. Arthur. Yeah, and you got and the bar. It's not what you call Mr. Excitement. I'll give you the tip. And uh, I mean, I, I thought, in all honesty, I thought they should have named it after Sam Trimble or Burgey or somebody like that or Bill Brown, you know? Yeah. God, yeah. Peter Burgey. Mate, mate, I don't even think I've got my name anywhere around there. I think my picture of me is hanging in the mail shit out somewhere, you know? So, no, you got a, you got a bar. Trip. I think the yeah. bar's named up on the hill. Wasn't there no bar named the Jeff Thompson bar? No, that's Dougie, not me. No, 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 Dougie. I don't think there's anything around me, mate. It's typical of uh, sport these days. It's only from about 1990 onwards they they forget about everyone else before that. Yeah, Yeah. I think postcodes are terribly important in that regard and also schools and, you know, and your, uh, not so much your profile, but your standing, which, you know, from your perspective, you should have had the whole group, the Gabba named after you. Your contribution uh, no, sport. It could have been something up there, the hill up that area there. I used to give them a, a bit of excitement. Yeah. When they were playing, yeah. yeah. Well, now, another bloke uh, from Queensland that could have been a contender, I guess, is Ray Windwell, Lindwell. And uh, is it yeah, true? Really, that, yeah, that's is, another one. Slash and Mackay, all these bikes. Is, is yeah. it true that Lindwell uh, supplied the family for your wedding 
Uh, the, 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 uh, yeah, the, the flowers, flowers, the flowers yeah. yeah, yeah, Lindy, yeah, yeah. Probably supplied the rum and coke as well, yeah. He wasn't a very tall bloke. Well, I never met him. I was a great admirer of him, but uh, he's a shortish bloke, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I'd say Lindy probably five ten or something like that. You know, but he played pretty good rugby league as well. He played down in Sydney. Uh, I think he played for St George. You don't hear about that. Yeah, he was pretty good. A bit like Davo, Alan Davis, yeah. the other day, he passed away. He was a good footballer too. You know, Davo could play anything. Yeah. Sad day for Australian cricket, wasn't that? You mentioned Alan Davidson, you know, Ashley Mallett, Rowdy, Peter Philpott. Yeah, yeah and there was another one too. Oh, Philpott. Yeah, Percy Peter Philpott. He was a great spinner yeah, in his own right. Weekend last weekend. I'm glad I got through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And, and it's a, that's a rare thing, Leon, isn't it? You get a, yeah. someone giving an arrangement of flowers for your, for your wedding. What was in the arrangement? Do you remember? Couple of cactus. Nah, I can't remember. Cacti. <laughs> dandelions. I don't have a cactus yet. <laughs> Go, going back to your cricket again. Poison, poison ivy. <laughs> We're talking to Jeff Thompson on uh, uh, Sport and Life with Sam Kikovic and Leon Wigard. But Jeff, going back to the cricket, and uh, we we're all in awe of the. West Indies at the time that you were talking about, of course. And what's a fast bowler? Uh, what, what's the position of a fast bowler fronting fast bowlers? I mean, is it slash and bash? Is it? Oh, I better, uh, I, I better look well, brave you just, here. You just do your best. I mean, these days they go out there and bounce the shit out of one another and all this sort of caper and bowl terribly to one another usually. But I uh, nowadays you just try to get the bloke out as quick as you could without without getting too angry, you know what I mean, because you're going to play against him anyway. It's, it's it's like playing football. You don't walk up to somebody and smack him in the head and think you're not going to get one back, you know. I mean, that's how it is. It's respect for one another. You know, if you dish out something, you cop something. And and uh, that's the way it was. And, and that's what made it good. That's what made it toey, you know what I mean? You used to sit there sometimes and you you play playing the Western dish on a green top and you think, you know... <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, I remember Marshy sitting in the dressing room in Perth one day. We played him on a green top of the one day. We lost the toss and got sent in to bat. And Bruce led, and I forget who the other opener were going out to bat as they walked past us sitting on the bench there. Marshy's <laughs> gone. Somebody's going to die here today. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't good timing. Snuffy looks around as if to say, you prick. <laughs> what about that? What about that other disgraceful effort of Rodney Hoggs? Remember Hoggs? Well, there's one. There's one. He he was good at dishing it out, but he didn't like copper to them. Oh. And that other big Sheila Shane Tate. But I remember him. He was a disgrace as well. I just oh. thought, mate, you're good at you're good at doing it, but you're not good at well, copper. What about Hoggy? I think I think it was Joel Garner. I might have been whispering death himself. Came down, and there's a picture. I'll never forget it. I watched it live. Hoggy's at square leg. He just walked away to square leg. He got clean bowled. It looked so un-Australian. It was pathetic. Well, well, it hit his legs, Sam. It hit his legs when he was running away and then went back onto the stunts. It was even worse. We still talk about Hoggy and I still talk about it. And he was so disgusted because I think his kids were watching. And, oh, he said, how embarrassing is this? Unbelievable. Yeah. No, no, no. There, there, was a, there was a few around like that that, you know, gave it out, but when they... Had to get there, you know, it wasn't that much. But there was but unwritten you remember, code. You know, you dish, dish it out, you got to cop yeah. it, and that's it. But yeah. it was an unwritten law among quicks then in those days. 
you know, well, pitch them up. Well, I, I didn't bowl I, that I can remember the blokes who couldn't bat stupidly, you know what I mean? I mean, God. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's a bit like Brett Lee when he bowled to that Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Remember that in the nets? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was friggin' ridiculous. It yeah. could have killed the bloke and all that. I mean, what does that prove? If you ask me, I thought Brett Lee made himself look like an idiot there. Yeah, no, no argument from me. Tell me, uh, just quickly... Who are the guys you really like to get out? I know there's someone, there would be, you know, I know they'll get up your craw, but guys like Boycott, I reckon Amos, all the opening bats of the world, I guess, but yeah, is there anyone the in particular ones, that yeah, really you've got... You've got to get the good blokes out. I mean, that's yeah. how you rate yourself. So, you know, you're always trying to get the good blokes. That's what you're paid to do, and and that, that, that's why I always laugh when somebody gets somebody out the way they carry on. I thought, mate, that's what you're there for. Who's the guy that gave you the most? Guys like Richards. Did you have trouble getting Richards out? Oh, everybody did. You yeah. know, every dog has his day, and we probably had more days than most, you know. And, and and the worst thing about him was playing him in a bloody one day on Melbourne. Remember Melbourne? It used to look like uh, a, a bitchman highway. That's right. He pulled that <laughs> with a white ball, and then two overs that had no paint on it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was it was the worst wicket in the world. And here you are playing Viv Richards and all these blokes on the on this thing, and all you were doing was giving them batting practice. Just on that, did you de- did you deal specifically with Packer, or did Chappelle organise a deal for you, or Austin Robinson? No, no. no. And initially, I signed with a few boys at my joint, about half a dozen. This is before it even started. And then, because I couldn't go, the radio wouldn't let me go. Sam, next time around, I had to go in front of Packer on my own. <laughs> How was that meeting? Do you recall? That was interesting. <laughs> the, the thing is, the thing is, he was the best bluff merchant ever. You know, he was a big ugly prick, even uglier than you, Sam, and bigger. You know, but, no, not really. But he, but he was a big man, and he used he used the standover tactics. You know, he had a he had a desk that was higher than you, and all this shit. He'd look down on you. You know, so you always felt like shit. I better not muck around with this bloke. And then, but then you should have thought to yourself afterwards, I thought I'm dealing with one of the richest blokes in Australia. And what the hell am I worried about money for? Just name my price. But you don't do that because you're shitting yourself. He's bluffing you, you know. He's, it's like when he played cards. And in the end, you, you give a price. And he, within one second, he goes, that's fine, sonny. Don't, don't double cross me or your life will But you say to yourself, he just... Ticked that off like it was shit. Well, I should have doubled it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did you admire most in your cricket career? There must be somebody that you really looked up to. Oh, uh, Richie, perhaps? they are. Um, uh, I, I mean, my old man, obviously, he was a good cricket that couldn't have a go, but I mean, apart from that, um. Not really. I always looked at blokes and thought, that's boring as shit, that's boring as shit. Um, you know, you got to liven this up a bit more. And th- th- this is my attitude. That's why I did mm. what I did. And uh, uh, I used to like Fred Truman because he was a, uh, uh, you know, a showman. Yeah. And I like Wes Hall because he was a showman. I love their style, you know what I mean? Where you play up and carry on and whatever else. Yeah. yeah. Well, you spent a bit of time at, in England too, didn't you? You went to Middlesex for a... Couple of years, did you not? One year, right? no, no, only one. Sam, yeah, one year one, in Middlesex. They banned yeah. me for a year here, so I could only play there. Yeah. I remember the great spinner there that lost his finger in the West Indies. Fred Titmus, did he play for uh, a toe? I think he lost a toe. Did he swore a scheme? 
Fred Titmuss played hey, the medal section. What about that? He came into me in that series in 74 in Australia. And remember, he lost, uh, he lost his big toe in a boating accident. The propeller chopped his toe off. That's right. And he's coming to Vanegas and I hit him right on the, where the toe should have been with a York at 100 miles an hour. It was the funniest shit. He's running around, you know, he cut a chook's head off and it goes running around the paddock. He was doing that. He, he didn't know where to go. To, it was hurting that much. And you can imagine all the Aussies, we're just in stitches. Did you enjoy England? Did you like England? Yeah, I always did, mate. They're great people. They, they look yeah. after you, you know. I still go there. Uh, I mean, I haven't been there for uh, probably two years now with this COVID shit. But yeah, I know. I was going there all the time doing shows. I just love you. They love you over there. You know, yeah, it's you fantastic. And that, and as long as you can play, they, they, you know, they like it. Is it amazing after... Not amazing, God, you can understand it. But you uh, did you not coach Queensland after you finished playing? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Yep. Yep. So admin, yeah. administrators must have seen or changed in some respect to... Oh, mate, I, I got us in order. We won the first shield. I wasn't in charge then. They'd, uh, they'd uh, removed me and conveniently that summer and I'd set up all the team and everything and Alan Border was available for the, for the shield right. season and it was a matter of turning up and, uh, yeah. So I did a lot hard work getting the dead did ends the heavy all lifting, out of yeah. the way and picked all the Queenslanders and that, and there we were. I I had a good time. The players wanted me to coach them. That's why I was there. Well, mate, look, uh, it's been a feeling of delight before Leon wraps it up. Whenever you get down, I know it's this COVID shit, as you refer it to, sort of precludes the level of travel we'd like to engage. But we're sponsored by, as I said, a very good friend of ours, Jerry Ryan's got Mitchelton Wines. Now, I love you. I know you like a, a brief sip. We've got yep. some of the great yep. wines, some of the great Shirazes, mate. I always have a, oh, a print. Love it. Love it. Yeah, well, we uh, we drink it by the bucket load, but keep that to yourself. <laughs> we, we love it. We get chickened most days. And next time you're down, there's a few bottles here for you, mate. We'll have lunch. Uh, and uh, You can take some home with him, yeah. And take some it. home, indeed. Bring yeah, a Tarago or a Ute and, with you? Uh, you. You know what it's like. I love sitting there listening to you in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just crack myself. I mean, now, one last one yeah. before we finish. When you look at the current crop, the contemporaries that are playing, you know, they're breaking down. They bowl four overs. They're on a billion dollars a, a year. And, you know, they're worrying about, you know, should we just play... Uh, 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 we'll play this side this week. We'll play rest yeah, him yeah, this that's week. Right. Pick and choose. Yeah, Pick and yeah. choose. I and mean, managers tell them, no, don't go there. You know, that's hard work and all this sort of stuff. I'm sure that's what goes on. I'm definitely sure. And what about tomorrow, Sam? I'm doing a gig with the Barmy Army. The, the Barmy Army. I've got to play golf with them out there, McLeod and that. So they, they're, they're a good bunch. I love them. Yeah. yeah, they would love someone like you. It'd be fantastic. And it's great for the game, too, that level of colour and irreverence. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, look at our cricketers, look at our blokes. I mean, uh, preparation is just ridiculous. Oh. They're over there, our, our bowling attack, less Lion, right, the three yeah. fast bowlers, are bowling on shit heaps in Dubai in 2020 hit and giggle cricket, and we're supposed to be playing the Poms when they come home in test cricket. Yeah, in a month's Why time. Why aren't they here playing shield cricket, getting used to a red ball and bowling longer overs? Yeah. No, they're over there doing this crap. Defies logic. You're dead right, mate. 
Anyhow, look uh, look forward to catching you up with you. As I said, love to have a, uh, a glass yeah, of no our Middleton product. Look forward to it, mate. We'll bring you down for a Vang Sang Club. You don't know what that is, but uh, you, you'd love it. We'd love you too. It's, uh, it's, they're all sportsmen. You'd know most of them. Uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Uh, it's a great luncheon. Jeff Thompson, it's been a pleasure having you on the uh, Sport and Life program and uh, good luck to you. Play well tomorrow and we'll catch you next time. All right, thanks, Leon. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Tomo. 